Do you hate networking? I know people who do. I think networking gets such a bad rap though. People's perception of networking is distorted because just like any other thing, there are bad examples. I think one of the main reasons is that people have looked and acted like networking is a way to take. There are those of us though, who look at networking as a way to give. When you do it right, it's a great way to build community and some lifelong relationships. You see, I believe that one of our greatest ministries you and I have is our presence. Psalm 24 says that we are living gates that enable the King of glory to come through. That means your presence matters a lot. Your ideas, energy, conversation, facial expressions, even your body language can change the atmosphere. But how are you going to change atmospheres if you're not meeting new people and entering new places? Without networking, your community and self-development will suffer greatly. If you're not pouring out, there'll be no more room for God to pour in. In this week's episode, I talked to my new friend, Jessica Morales. She knows all about networking and her presence is a force. She's built a thriving community called Wild, where she helps develop entrepreneurs and leaders. We had a really good conversation, and we ended up talking about the time God decided to hold her her first birthday party. Listen in and see what he did for her. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. Welcome to Chasing the Kingdom podcast. This week, I have a new friend, Jessica Morales, who I met at an event. I don't know if you would call it a networking event. It was more kind of like a meetup of believers who had similar similar callings. Uh, and you kind of stood out at the end. We I actually was exiting, and you were actually with uh, Patricia, and uh, and we all kind of just had a conversation uh, before leaving. But uh, welcome to the show. I, it's an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. It's my honor to be here in a place where <laughs> God is moving, right? <laughs> Amen. People need to hear your story. I uh, uh, Speaking of your story, like, why don't you tell us about your business and, you know, a little bit about yourself? Well, sure. Um... My business is called JM Empowering Women, and it came out of a need to be connected. Um, I moved here from Connecticut seven years ago. I had no friends and no family. And then I went to a big transition in my life where my whole life completely collapsed and changed. And I could go into detail a little bit longer if you, later if you want, um, but I just wanted to give you like a quick perspective. And out of that transition and hard moment in my life, 
I felt like I needed community. So the Lord put on my heart to kind of go out and just meet people. And I started to meet people. And as I started to meet people, I recognized that a lot of women that have same like mindset, it was hard for them to connect with others in a safe place. So I decided to create a group. So it came out, it's called Wild Women in Leadership Direction. And we just come together once a month and we talk, we build relationships. We do a lot of volunteering together. Um, we talk about our businesses and how we can grow them. Sometimes I bring speakers, I do activities. And out of there, the Lord, a few years back, told me, now I want you to create an LLC. I want you to do a company. I want you to write a book and put it all on. That's and great. that's how the JM Empowering started. Just as a need for me to connect. But I was looking for women of a specific caliber, like women that, that love the Lord, women that were women of integrity, that love to serve and to give and just really just love people. And that's what I mean. <laughs> that is so great. So you, you're actually an author now, huh? I am, yeah. So I started doing just events, networking events. And now, I mean, I do galas and I do a lot of different events where we bring community together, right? For people to meet and connect. And from there, when COVID hit, then I found myself, like, I remember the Lord had put this on my heart, like, six years ago before COVID happened. I, I don't know if you get those when you're praying, all of a sudden you get, like, a picture. So I got, like, a picture of me sitting at a table signing a book. At that moment, I didn't understand what that meant. I just wrote it on my journal, and I left it alone. And a few months before COVID, I went to the movies with a few friends, and during that week alone, I have over four or five people telling me, I feel like you need to write a book. I feel like you need to write your story. And I started chuckling, because I'm like, no, I'm not an author, you know? And I remember I got invited to do a conference, and the first title was Woman, like Woman Empowered. And I'm like, right, sure, I could be a speaker, I'll help you. And I told her, just let me know a week before, because I like to just pray on the spirit and whatever the Lord gave me, that's what I'm going to talk about, right? And a week before she calls me, she said, oh, we changed the conference. Now it's going to be writers. And I'm like, excuse me? It's like, yeah, we're going to have different writers and authors come. And I felt right there when I was in that conference that the Lord was speaking, like, now is the time to write the book. And I'm like, I don't know anything about it. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't even have time. And literally a month after, shut down. And that's when I sit down in front of my computer and I say, Lord, I have nothing. And he just started to say, just, just write, just write. And I just started writing, 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 writing. And it just came out like that. It just came out like my story. And he started to put everything he has shown me how to come out of that pit that I was before I found him. And I wrote there all of that, like how every scripture that the Lord gave me in that season and how that season manifested and every tool he gave me and how he showed up in every season. And that's how the book came out. It's, it's just, it's like me talking to you. It's not big words. It's right. not fluff. It's just the truth 
organically shook that sometimes as women we're afraid to talk about. What um what's the title of your book? The title of my book is called Arise and it's use what broke you to leave your divine calling. Wow. When did it come out? Two years ago in November. It's weird how like I have these conversations and actually part of the reason why I do this podcast is because God talks to me and, uh, and, and I have these conversations with people and as you, you're talking, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing Holy Spirit for me and, um, you and I need to talk because like one of my giftings is building community. I've been doing it for a while, but I just feel like God wants to take that to another level. I don't know how that even looks like, which is how, why it's important really to to network. People call it network. Network gets such a bad rap um, because people have done it wrong and people uh, have, you know, it depending on what community you go to, you could get some really sleazy people uh, who are out for, by, for themselves. Um, but God built us for relationship and uh, he speaks to us through other people. And it's interesting, you probably wouldn't have written that book if you weren't surrounded by certain people. Um, it took them, you you didn't even see it in your mind until conversations started putting pictures. God used conversations to put pictures in your mind and, and say, hey, don't, this is possible. Using other believers, say, hey, hey, this is possible. This is you. You can't even learn about who you are or what you're capable of unless there's community. And so I don't know. I just have a desire. I have a desire to to build community in a different way. I feel like God wants to do it in a different way, change the way we do church even. Yeah. Yes. And that's the reason why I felt like the Lord put that on my heart, because in that moment I was going to that very hard time in my life. Right. And I was going to these networking events, kind of like where you just said, they had a bad rep. They were aggressive. They were all about themselves. And I found myself like, this is not, this is not what I want. I'm looking for a place where I could belong, where people are not just selling me stuff, where I could just be honest, create a community that care. Right. And I searched for so many different, every time I would see a new group in meetup or whatever, I will go and check it out. And I realized, Lord, I cannot find those women. So by me doing another, at uh, that moment I was doing Mary Kay, by me starting to do facials and make cover on professional women, then I started to meet the woman that I really wanted it to connect. And then that's when I decided it. And I asked them, I said, listen, you have so much to give. Will you mind meeting with me once a month? I'll share my gift with you if you share your gift with me. And that's how we started. Uh, and we have like three or four women at first. And then people started bringing other people. And we end up having to close at 50 every month because then it became too much. And what we really wanted it was community. So when you have way too many, then that community tends to, um, you're not able to really know deep every person. So we started capping it out 50 women every month. And I, I started to notice that the women that were coming were, first of all, they were professionals. They have uh, like a, the same like mindset. And of course, whenever a, a woman that I didn't feel 
that was the group for her, I would kind of talk with her and say, listen, I don't think this is the right group for you. Uh, we're not here for selling. We're here to literally build a community that when one person is sick, we can come and we can, oh, you need help driving your kids? I'll do that today. You need food? I'll, I'll bring some food. And that's what happened. Like I, I went through another transition when I had to move. And it was those women that came in my house, packed everything and helped me move. Wow. And just like that, people start showing up for others. Oh, she she got sick. Okay, let's let's go to her house. Let's bring her food. You can do it Monday. I'll go it Tuesday. And we started building that community of I'm here for you. This is not business. This is first people, love, connection. And then we do business together because now we trust and we know each other. And I could trust you with myself and I could trust you with my clients, right? Wow, yeah. So many thoughts going through my head right now. I, yesterday, I... So there's this really beautiful young girl at our church and she's about, I think, 17. And she wanted to go on a missions trip. So she wrote a cookbook. And when Andrew and I heard of it, we're like, oh, of course, we want to buy your cookbook. <laughs> Um, and so we want to help you. And we really didn't care what the book was about when we found out she, she was writing a book. We were like, oh, we want to support her. And it was, it's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful cookbook. But yesterday she sent us a message and she's like, I just want to thank you for, for your support, for supporting me. Really appreciate it. And I just had this deep desire to tell her, um, this is one of many books that you're going to write. And after after I sent that, um, I texted her with that. I was wonder. I was asking myself, why did I why did I have this big desire to tell her that? Because it was like, it wasn't for me. Like it wasn't my mind. And then I realized what I what God used me for was to give her a little bit of my faith. And I think that's what part of relationships is about. We get to share faith. And I'm not talking about sharing the gospel. That's 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 important. What I'm talking about is God gives us a measure of faith. The Bible says like uh, we have a beginning to our faith and an ending to our faith. And He's the, he is the author and finisher of our faith. And we go from faith to faith. And our faith, there's many scriptures in the Bible talking about how faith grows right? It's it, even, but even if it starts as a mustard seed, it grows into something bigger. And I realized what I did was I gave her a little bit of my faith. Mm -hmm. I was actually giving it to her saying, Hey, you may not see this, but I'm giving this to you so that you could see it. Cause it's way more important that you see it. Yeah. And that's the importance of having people around you that will speak in truth. Right. And I know that for me, the Lord has spoke to me through so many people. Right. We're, we're broken in relationships, but we're also healed in relationships. Right? right. So when I started this group, I remember a lot of people kind of like at, in, in the church were saying, but why are you doing those events? Those are not all believers. Right. Right. They, you're meeting at restaurants. That's not that's not church. And I felt at some point I was having that talk in my heart because I felt like, okay, Lord, I felt like you want me to do it, but now I'm being almost punished for doing it because I have people at my church saying, well, I'm not going to go. I'm not, you're doing this, you're doing that. And I felt 
poured into those places. And I remember one day I was sitting, talking to my pastor's wife. And um, she said to me, Jess, would it, maybe have you ever thought that maybe God is using you to connect with those leaders in a, in a way that only you can relate to them? Because you live an example life for Jesus. So even though you're not preaching, but people see you. And by you touching the leader, that will be an impact on the whole organization. Whatever yeah. they're leading, you, they're able, you're able to influence because they allow you to influence right? Yes. And when she said that, it was like a switch went on my head. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, you have been using me all this time. And I didn't even know to bring a woman that maybe would never step at church. But here they are asking questions about, hey, I saw this happen in your life and you said this was God. Can you tell me about that? And asking questions and just allowing me to share my testimony. And because of that, we have seen so many women come to the Lord because of that. And they were not looking for the Lord, but I do believe the Lord was looking for them. <laughs> Amen. Was attracted through just doing what they thought it was a business event, right? A, a way to connect and deal with other women. But I felt like the Lord was using those seeds here and there um, to really attract them to himself. So we do ministry everywhere. So the the reason why I started this podcast was, well, because God told me to, but the, it, the concept was that he told me he wanted to use business, you know, to in the next move that's coming, like entrepreneurs. He actually told this to me more than 10 years ago, and I didn't know what he meant, but as I was being used in my in the business realm, like people were coming to God or people were getting ministered to. And I was like, oh, that's what you meant. I recently, uh, someone reached out to me. Uh, they heard my podcast. And um, so we met and I thought it was interesting because they started business coaching. Um, but when I had my conversation with them, I started to see that, wow, they're pastoring. I was like, when you're calling business coaching, you're actually, that's actually pastoring and they make money from it. And I was like, God, that's you. I, I, I you know, the gifts were meant to be everywhere. It wasn't meant to be in some church institution, you know, like when the, when the church was formed, they weren't like just showing up to churches on or, or buildings on Sunday and then going back to their daily lives. They were wrecking the world. So we have this weird concept. We made it into a weird thing, actually, where Christianity, we compartmentalized it so much that you could be a different person on Sunday yeah. than you are the rest of the days. Mm -hmm. um, and make no impact on the world, you know? And so I, I'm, I'm listening to them and some people may get offended that, that, that the, the, these people are, you know, functioning and they don't, they're not ever like saying, Hey, we're, we're pastors or anything of like that. I'm just recognizing the gifts in them. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's, that, that's a pastoral gift. That's shepherding gift. Um, 
and they're making money from it. That's like flipping the script. I see nothing wrong with it. And I'm actually really intrigued with that, even entertaining the thought, you know, is that going to be a revenue stream in the future? Um, because I have a pastoral gift. It's been, it's been told to me, uh, even like at my church, I don't have a title, but people ask my pastor, you know, is that the assistant pastor, you know, because I'm functioning in it. I really don't care about titles. I don't want a title. I just want to impact. I want my life and my personality, everything to be used, um, you know, to please God. And so, and before I leave this earth, I want to be able to look back and go, hey, you know, I mattered, you know, my life mattered. I did well with what God gave me. And so I'm, I think there's, there's a bunch of people that God are, is raising up who aren't pastors or have the title of prophet, but they're out there. They're getting their hands dirty and Jesus name is, is being spread. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I have met so many women that are outside, um, feeling like from feeding the homeless and what they're doing is literally talking to them about God and they don't even know that that's evangelizing. Right. And I see people going to visit him at the hospital. And, and they're sharing the word with them and they don't see that, right? But that happened to me too, because when I started doing all of this, that I was just sharing my testimony and people were just coming to the Lord or, you know, they were just saying, well, what church do you go? Or, you know, and just asking questions. Um, I remember at, at one point I felt so out of place because again, you have certain gifts, the ones that you know you have and others you don't know you have, but other right. people see it, but you cannot see it, right? And I remember um, one lady made a, an impact and she, actually she was the one that gave me the push to finally wrote the book. When I went to that conference, I really relate with this woman and that woman, um, she was homeless. She was living in her car with her daughter and now she's a millionaire. And wow. I remember that day that I met her and that she wrote a book and she said, all you have to do, Jess, is write 20 minutes a day. Just write. Don't think about it. Just write. And I remember that day of the conference when I went to her and I bought her book. She didn't know my story. But in that signing, when she was signing, she said, you have a story to tell. And I remember just looking at that, what she wrote. And I'm like, wow, that you even speaking. And I you know, she doesn't even know. And I remember when I was totally with the fact of writing or not, because I felt like I was so not qualified by the standards of this world to write a book, right? And I remember he put on my heart, reach out to her. And I sent her a message to Facebook. And I'm like, Lord, she's not going to have time for me. She's busy. Like, I don't even want to inconvenience her. But if you say so. And I sent her a message to Facebook. And I said, you know, that day you, you wrote this in the book, you impacted with what you say. You were so transparent. Uh, I know that you're a very busy, successful woman, but I would love if you can give me a few minutes of your time. Wow. Do you know that she reached out to me the same day she answered back? And she said, just call me. Here's my number. So I call her. And as I, we were talking on the phone, 
she said, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me that I need to invite you to my home. Wow. To her home. And I'm like, oh, okay. She lived like in, in San Agustin, close to San Agustin, like in a, a, a beautiful home. I mean, I remember getting there and having two gates. And I'm like, which one should I go with you again? Beautiful mansion. She invited me to her home. And I sit there and I remember just asking her questions about her life and how she wrote the book. And she gave me a tour of her home. And then at the end, while we're walking outside, she said, you know, I feel like you needed it to come here, that I needed it to invite you because you'll be minimizing what the Lord has for you. And he needed you to see what is possible. Wow. And I was so like, oh my gosh, like when she said that to me, like you will need to see what is possible and God wanted you to see what is possible. And I was so like, my heart just, I just started crying because I felt like the world has a way to minimize who we are. Oh, absolutely. That we cannot do, right? Absolutely. And in top of that, the things that we already feeling insecure because we feel we're not qualified. But the Lord is so gracious to us that he sends people at the right time to give us a word. But of course, it's up to us to then take and receive that word and implement it, right? Um, but like you said, it's so important to have people around us that even people that they don't know you personally, the Lord will stand for that specific moment in that catapult for me to sit down to write my book and and she made such an impact in my life and I'm forever grateful and I always pray blessings over her life um, because of sometimes people minimize the power of the word, right? And what she did for me in that moment was just, like you said, sharing her faith, give me that push that I needed it to walk into the calling that God had for me that I didn't even saw. And, and that's the power of when we go out outside the church, because that's where the people are outside the church building, right? Mm-hmm. And go out and just that woman that is at the store, the cashier, the person that may be treating you wrong because they were having a bad day. And that's your moment to say, hey, I don't know what you're going through. I hope they have a blessed day. Would, I, would you allow me to pray for you? And sometimes it's just an act of kindness that that was your talent in that moment to really help bring you a light into a dark place. So I feel like we have almost boxed how we do ministry, who are supposed to be pastors. It's all about the title that the world gives you instead of the title that the Lord has already given us. I feel that if you don't go outside of the four walls of the church institution, it turns toxic. Um, I, I, I just feel, uh, you know, this, this is my opinion. I'm going to speak it. <laughs> um, I just feel like it turns toxic. I think the relationships turns toxic. Um, the impact you're making, I, I, I myself, I got tired of seeing the same people get saved over and over again. Like they would get saved, but they wouldn't believe it. So they would like, and then they would go back into the world and they would come back. It was just a cycle. 
And I was, I, in my conversations with God, I was like, it has to be more than this. It has to be more than this. Like if you, 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 when I got saved, you, you, you gave me this vision of, of, of being used. This is not what you showed me, you know? Um, I don't think we could be who we are until we go out into the world, just like Jesus did. With the, some of the giftings, don't even 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 come out of us. Correct. By the way, do you have a podcast? I did start a podcast when the okay. Oh yeah. Um, when did you When did you start it? Because I I'm like I'm I'm seeing podcasts all over you. <laughs> but but it's funny because I had a friend. Oh my gosh, that friend really changed my life. I had a friend, she was total an evangelist at heart that loved the Lord. Like she could talk to a little kid, to an adult. She was always talking about Jesus. And I remember she had a podcast and she kept telling me, Jess, you need to open a podcast. You need to have a podcast. You... And I'm like, but girl, I don't know how to do that. And she sent me this app. Um, and she says, it's anchor. Just start it. Just, just start it. Just whatever the Lord put on your heart. And I started it doing that one day. I literally felt like the Lord was really like, you know, when you feel that heat on your heart and you're like, you need to take this out or it's going to burst on you. So I did one day, I put up the app and I started recording and I opened my Bible and I just, I just started just talking about what the Lord was putting in my heart. And so I put it out there, but before I put it out there. I sent it to my pastors. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, I was so scared because I take very seriously the responsibility of putting a word out there to the world. Yes. And I want to make sure that I'm not using a word that came from me. I want every word that comes from the Lord. And um, when she heard it, and I sent it to a few of my godly friends, we call it BGP, Big Godly People. And I said, what do you think? They were like, oh my gosh, I've even felt the Holy Spirit through that podcast. So I started it. I did like, I feel five or six of them. And then I went to another transition in my life where I couldn't even do it. I was living in an apartment where there was so much noise, so much, um, like it was just disrupting. So I stopped doing it for all that year. So I think I did it the first year when the book came out and then I stopped and I haven't picked it up again. So <laughs> can I share what I'm hearing? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I always say like, if, if I, if I get an inspiration from, from God to share something, you pray about it, you know, because it's more, it's, it's, it's more important that you, um, you believe rather than me. Um, and to be honest with you, the way I look at, at what some people call prophecy and all that stuff, um, to me, I'm just hearing things and I share it. And I, and, and if I, if I think God is wanting to say it, then I say it. But anytime I do that, I look at it as just a conversation starter between that person and God. So now when I share this with you, it's just something for you to talk to God about. Um, but I see podcasts over you and i I feel like part of the thing that may be blocking you is that God wants you to be yourself in it. Don't be so rigid in what you say 
because part of his message do use your personality. And so um, the scripture just jumps out to me where it says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he is just so, so happy with you and how you're turning out. And he wants that to be part of the message. You're going to laugh. <laughs> so uh, when you said that scripture, you know, in my life, I never had a birthday. What? And I never had a birthday celebration. Like, well, we grew up, you know, we grew up, you know, in Puerto Rico. They didn't believe in the whole false of birthdays or anything like that. So when I became a Christian and I started serving the Lord, I felt one year, he said, I want to throw you a birthday. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> so I started laughing because that was the scripture that he gave me for that birthday. And he did throw me a birthday. Listen, that was like two days before Thanksgiving. And I remember people asking me, so what are you doing for your birthday? What are you doing for your birthday? And I'm like, no, well, it's, it's going to be Thanksgiving. So I'll probably have dinner. If you guys want to just set up in the restaurant and have dinner. Oh, let's do that. Let's do that. So it became like we reserved at a restaurant, right? And we said, well, let's reserve for like 20 people. We'll come and have dinner, right? My closest friends or whatever. Oh, Lord, that was not God's plan. When the boys got out there, because again, this whole group of women, they're all professionals. So they all do different things, right? So one went, I'll do the invitation. Oh, I, my husband is a DJ. He's going to be the DJ. Oh, I put the core. Oh, you know, I know someone that does cake. And all of a sudden, it became this thing that when they started sending the invite, we had a hundred people, just close friends, that we needed to send invites. Because you know, when you're in the community, it's like, well, you can invite this and I invite her. Like everybody has has put some seed in my life that I wanted every person that has put a seed in my life to be there, right? So, but I said, you know, you can send the invitations, but I don't think people are going to come because it's Thanksgiving. You know, they're going to be with their family. They're going to be traveling. And literally the list was 150 almost. But from that 150, we had 100 RSVP. Wow. <laughs> with that, a few days before, let me tell you this story because it's funny. A few days before I called the restaurant and I'm like, we have a problem. It went from being 20 people to now 100 RSVPs. Oh, man. And the order was like, what? Excuse me? I said, um, do you have space at your restaurant? And he was like, well, you know what? You have been coming here during the while supporting our business. So I'm going to close the restaurant for you that night. I was like, what? He's like, I'm going to close business at 5. You're going to come and do your birthday at 6. We're going to do a big thing out of this. You always come here with your wild group. You've been supporting us for the past year. I'm going to do this for you. Wow. And it became like they closed down the restaurant. I'm kidding you know, I have a friend that she has a magazine. She sent her videographer, the photographer. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting and I'm like, what's happening? I get people calling me. I had a lady call me. She's like, you don't know me, but my mom is doing your cake. I'm from Colombia. I'm a singer. And she said, you have a birthday. So I feel like I need to go and sing happy birthday to you at your party. I'm a professional singer. 
in Colombia. I'm going to fly to sing at your birthday. This is so God. No, no, no. I feel like I have to go there and sing happy birthday to you. I'm like, what is happening? So literally the, that day I go to the restaurant. I sit down at the restaurant and I look at the owner. And when I'm going through the list and he said, are you sure these people are going to come? I said, listen, I know these are women of work. If they reserve, they're coming. So yes, we're going to have this woman come. And uh, he said, and I started laughing. I said, you know, the only thing that I need now is a label because we have everything. I have one person offer me massage, the other one, the hair, the other one, the makeup, like literally it became this huge thing. It was a party. I think it was worth over 40 grand. No kidding. Oh my gosh. Like it went just it, like I had a red carpet. It was just crazy. So I'm laughing. I said, all I need is a label. The guy sitting next to me turns around and looks at me and said, oh, are you looking for a Lima? I said, oh, I was just joking. You know, my friends are throwing me a party and, and it just became like out of line. And now we have like a hundred people. So I was just joking, you know? And he looked at me and he said, well, which one would you like? I have a Bentley and I have a white and black one. And I'm like, huh? I started to laugh. I'm like, you're joking, you know, and I'm laughing. And he takes pictures out. And he's like, this is my private one, the one that I use. He was the, he was, I'm not going to say his name because I want to keep it secret, right? right. Uh, but just the, the the fact that he he asked me not to say anything to anyone. Right. But, uh, he is a, a multimillionaire, okay? He was just sitting right there. He just called there to travel. And you didn't know him? I didn't know him. Wow. He just sitting there at the restaurant at that time having dinner. He goes there every time he travels. I guess he will go there and just have dinner because that was one of his favorite restaurants. Nobody knew anything. He was very, very reserved. Um, and he looked at me. He said, here, this is the phone of my assistant. I'm going to let her know that you're going to call her and you're going to book the Bentley for you, for your birthday. Wow. And he donated his private limousine for me for my birthday. That even until the day of the birthday, I didn't even thought that that's what's going to happen. Until I saw that huge limo pulling up on my driveway. Wow. Like, I, I, and then I sit down in that limo and there's champagne and the lights going on. Like, I've never been in a limo before. So as he's driving me to this restaurant, I'm like, I'm filming a live video and I say, this is what the Lord does for his children. Yeah. I have never had a birthday in my whole life. And now he's throwing me a birthday party. And it went overly, like I, I never expected that. When I got there, they had the red carpet. Everything was beautiful, decorated. They had almost like a wedding cake thing. Wow. Like he went I, I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I got my hair done, my makeup done, massage. Like the whole day was just full of these. And I could feel in that name was I'm right. I could feel God's love and, and just like a hug. And wow. the verse that he gave me. And I made magnets to give people that came that said fearfully and wonderful name. That was on the, on the birthday party by the cake. My friend did some flowers. 
And that verse was right there, plastered on that wall. I love when God shows up, you know, um, because, you know, God, it's, there's a difference between like the word and then when God executes a word, like his presence is on a word. And that that scripture is could be cliche to some people, right? But man, that was it in action. There's no way all that stuff happened without the hand of God. And it was just an idea that God gave you in private time saying, I want to celebrate you. The reason why I got, uh, got saved was because I realized, well, one God was real, but he wanted to celebrate me. You know, it was like, oh, I thought you were a story. Oh, and you love me. I mean, that's what changed my life. You know, you you, you have all these people um, saying, you know, God wants to send you to hell and all this stuff and all that stuff. I, you know, I, I got to admit, I didn't listen to that when I was younger. It was when I realized he took his time with me and that but he really cared about me. That's when I really just went head over heels for God. And like hearing this story, I'm like, man, he really, really does care about us. He really is concerned about every little care that we have. Amazing. Not good. And I think like in my life, because of a lot of things that I, I have gone through, where I have felt rejected, abandoned, lovable, um, and those just part of trauma and things that we go through in life. I have felt like that, like who can love me, right? You get to a point in life where so many people have hurt you or, or, or abandoned you. And you feel like, you know, this God that everybody talks about, about love, like, okay, that's like you said, that's, that's that God. Until you start experiencing every detail about us is like it's just amazing every time i'm always at awe at what the lord does sometimes it's just i need a hug and all of a sudden a person comes and give me a hug so i always say lord even the things that i don't even i can even say with my word what i need you have already provided for me you you have billions of children and you know each one of them by name you know their language and you know how to attract them and how to make them feel loved and accepted and chosen, even when we ourselves struggle with that. Right. I, you know, one of the most amazing things I think God does, it, it, it surprises me every time, is that even though there are billions of people, he makes, at least he makes me feel like I'm his favorite. Yeah, that. Yes, I do agree with that. Yes, <laughs> it does. And I said, like, that day for my birthday, like I said, I was in tears. I was crying. And then when I got there and saw the people there, I'm like, wow, God, like, you are truly amazing. I always wanted a big family, and I never had it. But you have given me your family, you know? And he is so... I mean, at that moment, I felt like I was his favorite. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of people... Um, those women that come to my while or people around when they see that I have prayed for something and all the sudden boom, it happens. They come and say, oh, you are his favorite. You got favorite. You know? 
And it's so beautiful to see that. Well, you are God's favorite too, you know? Yeah. But you're God's favorite too, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's just, I love when God do things that other people look. Because that's how he attracts them, right? When people get to see what the Lord is doing in your life, people are like, well, I want that too. Like, how do I meet this God of yours, right? And it's just give us an opportunity to say, it's just easy. Just ask him to come to your heart. Just buy a Bible and start having a time with him. He will talk to you. He will direct you. Like, one of the things I think we struggle a lot is like, we feel like we need to come clean. And one of the things I tell people is like, well, let me ask you, do you take a shower before you get in the shower? No. No. Well, that's God, right? The only right. thing you're going to get completely clean and transformed from all right. everything you're doing is by coming to him and asking to please you. Right. Oh, <laughs> Amen. You know, you know how God explained that to me? Uh, I, I was in prayer one time and he asked me, he goes, John, do you empty the darkness before you turn on the light? And I was, I was confused by that. I was like, that's no, that's impossible. Then he goes, then why are you acting? It? Why are you approaching me like that? You know, he says, I'm the light. I will drive out the darkness. Just come turn on the light. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. And yes, I feel like the world has made us believe that we can change ourselves, that we can, if we can do it, what was the point of Jesus? Amen. We need I forgot if, if it's in Romans. Um, I for, it was, I was reading Romans or Ephesians. Uh, uh, I was actually, I was reading both of those, but I forgot the scripture, which book it was, but it says that God's light even turns our darkness into light. So um, I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, so anything that's dark with a, within us, if we hang out in the light with the light, our darkness will turn into light. Absolutely. And not, other, not only that, not only our light, that his light through us, but also even the people around us. Because I noticed that once I start following the Lord, people start leaving. Yeah. Because they couldn't stand the light, you know, and they had an opportunity to receive the light. Right. So I had learned that when people walk away, mm -hmm. it hurts. Um, but they had the same opportunity to find the light as we do. They do. And it's a choice because you cannot hang out with someone that follows the Lord truly right. and not receive him. It right. is almost impossible. His goodness shows up in people's life in a way that. Like, like I said, like in my life, I have experienced that, that people just come and they're just hanging out with me. We're going to dinner, we're going to lunch, whatever. And then something happened. Like I remember these past years just happening just like that. Um, I had a friend and we were hanging out for almost a year. And, you know, she has seen me that I go to church and she has asked questions, but she was hurt by church before. Yeah. And so she didn't want nothing to do with church. So I just keep loving on her and just living my life, which she was a beautiful human being, right? And she's always giving and so generous. So I, I love being in her space because she was just loving. And I remember one time we said, I was going to a mission trip and I said, you know, I really want to go to this mission trip, but I want to go alone. And she looked at me and she said, well, 
what do you feel? Even though she just she wasn't following God at that moment, she she knew about God, right? She said to me, well, what do you think God is telling you? And I said, well, I do feel like I have to be there, but I would be traveling international by myself. I'm the only woman in the group. Like, I just don't feel like I, I could do this on myself, you know? And um, she looked at me and she said, well, if you go, I'll go with you. Wow. She came with me and the Lord touched her in that trip and she became of the Lord. And not only that, she started going to church. Wow. Her son gave her life to church, got baptized, and her marriage that she was living with a guy for 13 years, they both became of the Lord. They both got baptized a few weeks ago, and now they're getting married. This wow. So she told me one day, she said, Jessica, it was because I was so close to you, and I got to see God's miracles in your life that he made me believe. And I saw like he was using you as just railing me in and now I could take the reels of my life. And sometimes I feel like people minimize that just by loving our people and just living your life, not pretending, but being vulnerable and transparent, people will call to the Lord because they're close proximity to you and you carry the light, right? Amen. So it has nothing to do with me, but it's all about the light that he has put in us. So I'm forever grateful that I got to see that. And now I get to see the transformation in their family and just seeing how everything is changing. Like every time I'm around them, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is awesome. Like I get to experience the goodness of God now through them. Hey, I hope you like the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace. Peace.